Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is an apostrophe podcast production. Here's one little question that has no simple answer. How does being alone bring us closer? My name is Peg Fong. I'm a journalist and an educator. Come join me as we explore loneliness together. Spring was still not a sure thing that April day. But winter was waning, and that was enough for J.J. Lee. He made a plan to go out for a walk near his home in New Westminster, British Columbia that afternoon. And before he did, J.J. Lee did something he hadn't done in a year. He wore pants that were, and who are we to judge, a little bit tight because of the weight gain he had since COVID-19 began. But they were nice pants, not sweats or well-worn jeans. He put on a sports jacket, He folded and tucked in a pocket square in his lapel, put on his loafers, picked up his fedora, put on his mask, and he ventured out. Uh, Some loafers and my fedora, and I went for a walk. And the funny thing is it coincided with someone walking by, and he was wearing a sports coat, too. As a former fashion columnist, a tailor, and a writer about suits, JJ had, since the pandemic, been only wearing casual clothes as he worked from home. I wish, but I was shocked that I wasn't the only person that decided to wear a sports jacket yesterday in this humble area of New Westminster that I live in. But it's super rad. I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw a person in, in the real world walking around in a tie. We wear clothes for ourselves. But also, when we think about it, what we wear and how is a statement of who we are to the outside world. 
Are we casual or formal, loose and relaxed, or rigid and constructed? Through our clothes, the message we are telling complete strangers who are dressed like us, we are connected. What is interesting and may surprise us is how clothes can also give another signal, that we are alone and lonely. Clothes are a physical reflection of our internal thoughts and our internal longings. They are a shield against external elements and a signal of what we want to say about who we are. They tell the world, even to someone casually walking by you on the street, that you aren't alone because your clothes might have a chance of connecting to someone else. Put on your comfy pants and let's explore how clothes protect us and connect us to each other. Clothes can transform us from who we are to who we can be or want to be. Big mistake, Julia Roberts tells a snobbish fashion store clerk in the movie Pretty Woman. Julia's character, dressed in thigh-high boots and a tight, revealing top, walks into a fancy clothing store in hopes of being able to change her look. She gets turned away. She goes elsewhere and returns to that first store dressed entirely differently. She becomes someone the clerk wants to help after spending thousands of dollars on a new wardrobe. In Gone with the Wind, Scarlett O'Hara wears a green velvet dress made from curtains. It's a symbol of former glory and luxury and current desperation. She needs to dress the part of someone who has no cares in the world in order to seduce Rhett Butler, and she does it wearing vestiges of the past. One of the most iconic movies of all time is the opening of Breakfast at Tiffany's. Holly Golightly, the character played by Audrey Hepburn, gets out of a cab and in her high heels walks down the street. She clutches a paper bag in her black-gloved hands and takes out a coffee and pastry while peering into the closed storefront windows of the jewelry store. Her black gloves match her elegant little black dress. It is early morning, and the day that is coming is unforgiving and out of place for a party girl. She is dressed as she would have been after a night laughing and having cocktails. Now she is alone and by herself. It is, I think, one of the loneliest movie scenes of all time, and it's done without words, letting the clothes speak. Her dress tells a story, and that story is the difference between Holly Golightly's sophisticated outward appearance and what's underneath, stripped away when the elegance is taken off. She is drinking coffee from a paper cup, eating a cheap donut by herself, a lonely woman who can only look from the outside at the kind of life she wants to live. J.J. Lee always felt ashamed about the way he dressed for his father's funeral. He wore a gray suit with a shirt he bought from Mex, a shirt he grew to hate because of its many deficiencies, but he owned nothing else. His sense of inadequacy about the clothes he wore when he was younger led to other self-imposed isolations. He skipped going to his convocation when he graduated from architecture school because he had nothing to wear. 
his master's degree came in the mail. But it was in his father's suit that J.J. wore his biggest regrets. After the funeral, J.J. kept his father's suit in the closet, and with it, tucked away, are the memories of a bitter and sweet relationship. It was a relationship that needed to be altered. Memories from cloth and smells can be tailored, cut, restitched. First, it was the male tradition and the demands on him to be a certain type of man that kind of ruined him, to be honest. And I wanted to sort of contend with those ideas by altering this garment to sort of hew out my own space within that. In his book, Measure of a Man, Lee apprenticed with a tailor, an octogenarian named Bill Wong, who with his brother Jack had one of the last-of-its-kind shop in Vancouver's Chinatown. Lee wanted to learn how to turn his father's suit into something measurable, wearable for himself. I was approaching my father in a way. It was very intimate. It became this body double for him, right? That that the, the, the body of my father was somehow captured in the body of the suit. If he could alter his father's suit, Lee figured he could regain his sense of self, the son of a father who had lost his connection with, who left him with nothing but a garment. It became this object that had actually literally his scent and, you know, the fluff that is, you know, like he touched it. There was this uh, haptic, very sensory-filled kind of uh, vessel, right, that I could have of my father. And despite how troubled our relationship, I, I was using it as a way of triggering my own memories of him and my own assessment of him. To fit into his father's suit, Lee had to alter it. But there are some things that can't be tailored. The year-long lockdown changed Lee's shape and his perspective of how memory can be associated with the clothes once worn and no longer fits. What what happened for me is that my own interaction with the suit began to erase my father's presence within it. And so at the same time that I was embracing him, I was dispelling him. When you try to wear someone else's clothes, Lee learned, memories can shift loneliness. And like a suit that finally fits, loneliness can be taken off and put on more than once, like a piece of clothing to be worn again. J.J. Lee is already planning the clothes he'll wear when he can socialize again. Clothes can make us feel lonely and isolated. We dress a certain way when we know we won't see anyone. But remembering the clothes we wore and planning the clothes we will wear when we can be with others again provides us with proof. We dress for ourselves and for others. How will our clothes change after the pandemic? There are signs of what may happen based on how we're dressing now and clues from the past. In the first months after the pandemic started last year, clothing retailers closed down and the industry was in crisis. Amazon sales data showed that sales of apparel fell by an average of 40 percentage points in mid-February to mid-March. Not surprisingly, indoor fashion categories, pajamas and activewear, fared a little better, but their margins are lower and the sector is highly fragmented. A report from McKinsey & Company, a consultancy, said clothing manufacturers should anticipate 
and increased demand for all casual clothing and will be the primary objective for consumers. The trend towards what the consultancy firm calls casualization, which was already accelerating before the lockdown, will become the new priority. Comfort will be the top consideration. Speaking of tops, let's get to the bottom of how we dress during lockdown. Walmart reported consumers were buying tops, but not pants or skirts. That was attributed to work from home and the need for professionalism on video calls. There was the rise of the Zoom shirt, which had many people hanging up a crisp button-down or a blazer on their office chair to be worn just during online meetings. Keep your shirt on. We'll be right back after a short break. Get it? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Music. 
there is science behind an area of research called enclosed cognition. It's a phrase coined by Professor Adam Galinsky, who teaches leadership and ethics at the Columbia Business School. The clothes we wear sends a signal to our brain. In a series of experiments, participants wore lab coats versus street clothes, and afterwards were told to write attention tests. If you were wearing a lab coat, you performed better on the tests. Another experiment had people wearing lab coats. Some of the people were told the lab coat was a doctor's coat. Another group were told they were wearing painter's coats. Again, same coat. But those told they were wearing doctor's lab coats did better in tests. A separate experiment tested whether wearing revealing clothes could trigger self-objectification. Participants in that experiment, both male and females, were told to complete a shopping task. They entered a dressing room and tried on either a one-piece swimsuit or a bulky sweater, and then were told to evaluate the fit in a mirror, as if they were assessing the fit before buying that item of clothing. That wasn't the test. The test was an actual one. The participants were then asked to do a math test. Women who wore a swimsuit did worse on the math test than women wearing a sweater. For men, there was no difference. The same experiment was done a few years later to study ethnic differences in self-objectification. In that experiment, participants were Caucasian, African American, Hispanic, and Asian American undergraduate students, both male and female. For men and women of all ethnicities in that experiment, those who tried on swimsuits did worse than those who tried on sweaters. The clothes we wear have an impact on how we think of ourselves and what we're capable of. It wasn't until the 1950s that social science theories from economics, psychology, social psychology, and sociology were being used to study dress and human behavior. During the Spanish flu of 1918, which followed years of war, clothing underwent a dramatic change. The standard before and during the war was the Edwardian style of dressing, rigid lines and corsets, but those were quickly becoming discarded. Unlike COVID-19, the First World War and the pandemic of 1918 hit those in their 20s, 30s, the hardest. Three to four years of war, and then another two to three years of a pandemic that kept recurring. It came at a moment when the world was in flux, where everything was changing. Jonathan Walford, the curatorial director of the Fashion History Museum in Cambridge, Ontario. The world was changing and in flux, but they were good changes. There was more leisure time for even the working class, more time off, and with that came different fashion choices and more opportunities to dress for others because of increased socializing. The economy was doing pretty good. There was all sorts of new toys. There was, new, there was automobiles and airplanes and movie theaters, all these kind of things. So it was really, it was, it was a fun period. And first world war comes along and just shatters everything. And, and even the Titanic sinking is part of that because suddenly the, 
what they thought was this uh, ability for man to overcome anything suddenly turns out that, you know, our, our feet are of clay. And, and The war and the pandemic permanently damaged a generation who spent approximately five years with conflict, illness, and death. This abrupt change from a period of good living and high expectations created huge loss and loneliness while the war and pandemic was going on. Then, when the war and the pandemic was over by the early 1920s, there was recovery and more change. So we're looking at a very depressed world. This is not a happy time. Fashion, rather interestingly, doesn't matter um, in this period. And there's this kind of period between about 1918 and 1920, 21, where you just don't see a a, a noticeable progress in, in, in fashion. It's a loneliness that became familiar to many of us. When we don't have to see other people, or we choose not to, or the choice is made for us, what we wear changes. Dressing for ourselves became an act that marked that we are away from others. Even for those who only interacted on screen, there is an awareness. We are separated by a window. Only a specific view of who we were could be seen. For J.J. Lee, the wearing of pants for his springtime walk was more significant than a blazer or a buttoned-up shirt. He had meetings on Zoom throughout the pandemic. But what he saw of colleagues and what they saw of him was only a partial view. During World War I, the clothes worn signaled a collective belonging. As the war went on, the way women dressed changed. Women's magazines, like Ladies Home Journal, were urging women to take clothes from their closet and remake them, dresses into shirts. Grown-up shirts became clothes for children. Ads told women to stop eating lamb chops because the wool was needed for the war effort. Fabrics, like linen, were also needed for uniforms, so silk dresses became popular. And the steel and corsets were put to better use for weapons, so there was an overall loosening. When you're told to dress a certain way and you do it, there's a sense of belonging, of being part of something bigger than the clothes you wear. Post-World War I and post-pandemic, recovery was more important than fashion. But when people started buying or making clothes again, Walford said, it became obvious the toll the period had taken on consumers, and how they began dressing reflected that loneliness. It's almost like people are dressing up maybe in their parents' clothes, like they're doing dress-up, like they're, they're reliving a lost youth. Clothes got looser, as if people were dressing up in clothes that belonged to someone older. Lapels were wider on suits. Pants got baggier. Uniforms were tight, form-fitting. Women, once girdled in, were loosened from those constraints. The clothes after the pandemic were clothes to get lost in. When you're dressing up in clothes that look too big for you, you're expressing a a lost youth you had. You entered the world in 1914, uh, maybe as an 18-year-old, and and five years later, you haven't been able to have any of the fun you should have had because your boyfriends have been off to war. Chances are he didn't get, you know, come home. The fashion and the culture reflected this need to recover lost time, post-war, post-death and after isolation. Clothes and images were the way to reflect that. Mary Pickford, the first American movie star, 
spent years playing young orphans and little girls, innocents who were lost and needing rescue. She was still playing teenagers while in her mid-30s, wearing clothes too big for her, on sets with outsized furniture to show her already diminutive height. She was five feet tall, even more miniaturized on the big screen. Moviegoers wanted to get lost in stories of sweet innocence that had been brutally taken. When Pickford, at the age of 36, cut off her long girlish curls into a bob, it made front-page news in the New York Times. Mary Pickford secretly has her hair shorn, the headline said, forsakes little girl roles to be grown up. During this loosening, widening period after the pandemic, when people wore clothes to get lost in, comfort was found in a new invention, sweatpants. The inventor was Emile Camusset, the founder of French sports equipment brand Le Coq Sportif, which has a rooster as a logo. The first pairs were gray, and so named because they absorbed, of course, sweat. They were worn initially only by athletes. Rocky famously wore gray sweatpants as he trained for his fights, running through the streets and then up the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Sweatpants have been called the official uniform of Sunday. In one Seinfeld episode, Jerry tells George that wearing sweatpants are an indication that he's given up and can't compete in normal society. But they're also a signal to the world that you can wear whatever you want, especially if you're rich and powerful. That's the message in Sweatpants, a song by Donald Glover's rapper alter ego, Childish Gambino. The word sweatpants is never used. Glover says the song means rich people wear whatever they want. Sweatpants, the attire, not the song, unsurprisingly came back big time during the pandemic. Prada had a show in 2020 showing a man wearing a crisp white shirt with tie tucked into sweatpants. In a GQ article, writer Tyler Wadamanak said the look was one you could wear during a Zoom meeting and none of your colleagues would need to know about the secret comfort that lurks underneath their view. Each garment on its own feels like Prada, smart and elegant and straightforward, but the totality of the look itself feels precisely of this moment, the GQ article notes. White shirt, black tie, tucked into sweatpants. But as the Wall Street Journal pointed out, the look of the moment actually happened decades ago. In its article about sweatpants a month after the GQ piece about the Prada runway look came out, the paper notes that look was actually done back in 1984, by none other than U.S. President Ronald Reagan. Reagan spoke with the press corps, dressed that way during a briefing on Air Force One. While the leader of the free world radically wore sweatpants below, he apparently drew the line at visible shirt tails, tucking his into the elasticized heather gray sweats, the Wall Street Journal reported. Clothes used as an expression of our isolation goes back to the era of Queen Victoria. The day we talked, J.J. Lee, the fashion writer who wrote about his father's suit, 
pointed out that just hours earlier on the news, Prince Philip, Queen Elizabeth's husband, had died. Lee recalled Queen Victoria's Black Widow Weeds was a show of mourning for her husband, Prince Albert. It changed public perception afterwards. Wearing black was an outward display of death and grief. Clothes can also show new life. The suit that Lee spent months learning how to tailor and alter to fit him after his father's death no longer does. He recut his father's suit so he could wear it, but the pandemic left him unsuited for it any longer. There was one more wear left, however. When J.J. Lee's son graduated from high school, he wore that suit, his grandfather's altar jacket, to his online convocation. Once altered, it has now been worn by three generations. And after the 1918 pandemic, wearing clothes that were too big after years of form-fitting war uniforms and tightly bound corsets was an outward show of a lost period of time and loneliness. But even those clothes fit, eventually. We can't recover a lost period, but we can put on pants that stretch with us. And if we're on Zoom calls, we can always tuck in our shirt into our sweatpants. We are what we wear, and we wear who we were and who we want to be. Connected. We may be alone, but we are alone together. Alone Together was directed by Callie O'Reilly. Sound engineer, Jeff Devine. Music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Our producers are Debbie O'Reilly and Guillermo Serrano. I'm Peg Fong, the writer and host, wearer of stretchy pants. You don't have to take your clothes off to have a good time while listening to us, but you can. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your pods. We value each and every one of our listeners wherever you are. We know you're listening all over the world. Thank you. This series is executive produced by Terry O'Reilly. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.